Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. You regret the way you 
Lord, please let me go back. Hope you never say that you wanna go back. And please hope you never say that you wanna go back. Fantastic. Mrs. Nana. <laughs> wow. Come, let's pray over the offering. Hallelujah. I hope you will never say you want to go back. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All righty. You are all welcome to Tuesday teaching service. Hallelujah. You know, um, you have to do things because you believe. Faith. Hallelujah. Do things because you believe. Hallelujah. And that's what makes the difference. Amen. I personally believe and I have, I have scriptures to back it up I personally believe that nobody can become any mature Christian who attends service once a week I personally believe it that you cannot become any serious Christian if the only time you go to church is one, one Sunday a week two hour service I don't think so I don't think so. I personally believe it. Hallelujah. So, because when I became a Christian, the church was not even that established that strongly. Do you understand what I'm saying? The church was just being formed. But our, our basis, our foundations was solidified by the weekly small group meetings. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Yes. Well, we study the word. We study the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Our churches, when I say churches, I don't mean this particular church, but the churches in general are filled with baby Christians. Baby Christians that are difficult to distinguish between unbelievers and believers. It's tough. Sometimes when people see they are Christians, you wonder what's the difference between them and non-believers. And they all go to church on Sunday. But they are babies. Because what is needed to grow, the sincere milk of the world, is not there. Hallelujah. Amen. So I personally believe it. Um, like Bishop of Stella, they, they, you know, <clears throat> it is sad to say that currently a lot of things that, like if you're talking about things in the world and the church, you'll be surprised that there's not much statistical difference. Deadline, neck to neck. People in the church who divorce versus people in the world who divorce. About the same. People in the yeah, because yeah, I mean the same dressing is about the same. Same fashion. You'll be surprised that fornication is the same. If, if not higher, I pray there's no higher. <laughs> I pray that it's not higher. <laughs> yeah. See, and, and, and it comes from that refusal to grow by studying the way. Hallelujah. Listen, there is only one source of getting faith, and that's by hearing. 
Faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. You see, faith cometh by hearing. So even your ability to believe, it comes by how often you hear. That's what it is. Faith cometh by hearing. Hallelujah. So you are not going to be any solid Christian with a good faith. If all that you hear is a two-hour sermon for which you came in late, and you stand in front, when I'm preaching, you are in front of the building. You're not going to get any faith. Your faith is not going to grow. Faith committed by hearing. I have seen people When I, when I joined the church, when I became a Christian, there were people who were ahead of me. But my hunger for the word and my zeal, within a few years, I mean, not that I'm boasting, I had outstripped them by far. So it's, it's not, so it's not a question of how long you have been a Christian. It is how eager you want the word and how you want to feed on the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Faith coming by hearing. Coming by hearing. I mean, <clears throat> you definitely will be affected by what you hear. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith coming by hearing. Like Bishop was saying, you know, what you believe affects you. That is why it was even shared with us like when you go to the first love church and you talk about missionaries a lot of them want to go on missions because they have been preached to them over and over again. I hear me? Because they hear it all the time. So something that may look very abstract and remote to you because they have heard it over and over again they just jump at it because faith came in by hearing. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why it's also, that is why, in fact, that is actually one of the good reasons to marry somebody from the same church. You hear the same thing? It's one of the good reasons to marry somebody from the same church. Because you hear the same thing. And as you both hear the same thing over and over again, you believe it. Yeah. It's just one of the best advantages of marrying from the same church. You don't even know that. You know, if you know that uh, your willingness to submit is because of the things you have heard over and over again, because your cousin who is in another place doesn't see that point at all. <laughs> yeah. Your cousin who is in another place does not see the point at all. What's it about? What is he talking about? This is America. He called rights. Wait, he doesn't, he doesn't see, and, he's a, and, you, and she's a Christian. You see, and the reason why it has come to you naturally, because you have heard it over and over again, that it has believed your faith, that you are, it has actually shaped the way you think. Because faith committed by hearing. I hear me. So it's always a blessing to be in the, In fact, it's actually, it's always a blessing to be in the same church with your spouse. Now, don't joke. It's all because you hear the same thing. You hear the same thing. Because when the person hears something different, they also hear something different. The Bible says there are the Bible say there are assets where. See, there are assets where many voices, and none of them is without significance. So, so don't joke about don't, don't joke about discordant voices. He hears this, he hears this. Yes, you hear this. Look. I mean, if that's what you go, you have to believe God and work on it. But I'm saying that's what they are. Pray that you'll be in the same church. I'm serious. Because you hear the same thing. That's how faith comes. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. So sometimes you don't you know, even you know that the way you think, the way you behave, is because of what you have heard over and over and over again. Yeah. That's how faith comes. And, and, and the Bible says, we live, I mean, the just shall live by faith. 
Okay? So we really need to expose ourselves to the right thing. I don't think, and the Bible backs me up, anybody can become any mature Christian if he comes to church one Sunday. If he, he comes, no, no, no. I'm not saying even a weekday service. At least you must have some, some exposure to the word. Whether through cell meeting, fellowship groups, at least apart from Sunday. Otherwise, you will not. You will not. You will not. I, I, I am, I'm dead serious on that thing. You will not. Hallelujah. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in studying the word. Teaching. Hallelujah. Look, if you look through church history, <clears throat> all the guys who came with a lot of power miracles, like Abraham, uh, their churches did not last. I mean, their ministry did not last to a certain length of time. When the person goes away, the ministry ends. But the people who, whose ministry was built on teaching, Kenneth Hagin, is going to church, isn't it? Amy Semper McPherson, Foursquare, is still there. John Wesley, Methodist. You, you see that? Because, you see, faith actually comes by hearing. Hallelujah. Amen. So what you hear affects you. Amen. Amen. That is even one of the good reasons why even listening to messages or the, the audio, the audio Bible helps. You must hear something. Hallelujah. Amen. It affects your faith. Amen. Amen. So you are blessed. Amen. If I say you are blessed, Amen. especially if you and your spouse are in the same church. Or you find a spouse in the same church. Yeah, it's a, look, you have no idea. Because, because as he has quarreled with you at home and you come to church, and somehow the Holy Ghost directs the message to husband, love your wives. By the time she will leave without a word, he has converted himself. Hallelujah. I'm just, I'm just talking about the benefits of being, being under the same roof. Hallelujah. Amen. So those of us who are used to exoteric type of lifestyle, you want to fetch somebody from the moon unseen on head before. I mean, you find out that look, living together, hearing different things, it's not easy. Hallelujah. So we must be a people who believe. Amen. Yeah. That's actually why my reason why I keep on talking about we day service. We day service. Listen to the word. You need you cannot mature as a Christian. Hallelujah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that is why we need to. And, 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 and you must do things from your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why the condition of your heart is important. Amen. I pray that your heart will always be a good heart. Amen. Yeah. Your condition of your heart is very important. Yeah. What, 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 because you believe with your heart. Hallelujah. So when your heart is in a bad state, you can't believe. You hear what I said? The thing for believing is the heart. Hallelujah. It's like, it's like you eat with your mouth. So what is the problem with your mouth? You can't eat. <laughs> you hear what I said? You eat with your mouth. So if there's a problem with your mouth, you can eat. No matter how desirous you want to eat, you cannot eat. It's a problem. Are you hearing me? You breathe with your lungs, your nose, your lungs. If your nose is blocked, you can't breathe. You hear with your ears. If your ears are blocked, you can't hear. 
And when it comes to believing, which is faith, it's the heart. You believe with your heart. That is why a good heart is very necessary. Amen. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Because the center of your life, where you believe, where you operate from, is the heart. So make sure that it is in a state that it can believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Not a diseased heart. Hallelujah. A diseased heart. You know, I was, let me talk about, let me show you these scriptures. I think I started talking about some diseased hearts. Look at Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 16. Maybe we should start, yeah, Deuteronomy 11. Deuteronomy 11. Maybe we should start from verse number, uh, maybe start from 10 somewhere so we can get a good, or 11, 11. Okay, 11, 11. It's nice. But the land, whither ye go to possess, is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. This is the land God is going to. Come and sit down. Come and sit down. You're all welcome to weekday service. Obeying the voice of the shepherd. <laughs> a land which the Lord thy God carried for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the, my commandments, which I command this day, to love the Lord all your God, and to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul. Where are you? Okay. That I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. The first rain and the latter rain. I will give you the rain in its due season. The first rain and the latter rain. That thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. I will give you the rain, the first rain and the latter rain. So that you can gather in your corn, your oil and your wine. Hallelujah. And I will send grass in thy field for thy cattle. That thou mayest eat and be full. Have you seen the blessing? I will give you the rain. The first rain. And the latter rain. Because you need the first rain. And the latter rain. What you talk about the blessing of God. I will bless you at the beginning of the year. I will bless you at the end of the year. Hallelujah. There is no point getting a job at the beginning of the year. And getting fired at the end of the year. May you receive the first rain and the latter rain. I say, may you receive the first rain and the latter rain. Yes. So I will do that for you. Verse 16 is what I'm talking about. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived. Your heart be not deceived. Okay? And you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Take heed. Be careful. You see? What is it? What will make you forget about the early rain, the latter rain, the corn, the corn and the oil, and go and serve other, other gods? Why would you do that? When he said that, I will give you the early rain and the latter rain, so it will give you corn and oil. And I'll send grass. I'll prosper you. So what will make you leave and go and serve other gods? A deceived heart. Your heart is deceived. I'm talking about diseases of the heart. Because sometimes your heart is deceived such that you don't even know the source of your blessing. I'm preaching. Because if you knew that this is what brought me the corn and the oil, why would you leave it? If you knew, if you knew that the reason why my cattle are fat, why would you stop going there? Everybody wants a good thing. Nobody, 
Look, it's even a mad person, when honey is dropping into his mouth, he will open. Because it's sweet. So what will make, you see, I'm talking about this over there. What will make uh, uh, somebody abandoned here? It means, that it, it means, I'm talking about a deceived heart. A heart that is deceived. A heart that has, is ascribing other things to their blessing. Are you hearing me? And pray against, pray that your heart will not be deceived. Because when your heart is deceived, you will put emphasis on your job and not on God. That's what happened to you. You would, somehow, you have faith in your, maybe your education more than the blessings of God. Because your heart is deceived. When your heart is deceived, you, 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 you will find that you sort of believe in your own personal intelligence than the word of God. Yeah. That's why, when, that's why you talk to people and they say, look, well, I think for myself, religion is for weak minds. Your heart is deceived. Yeah. Your heart is deceived. He said, don't let your heart be deceived. Because it can easily make you think the wrong way. See, I'm talking about the heart is not, you believe with your heart. But because your heart is, you have a deceived heart, you believe the wrong thing. Yeah. You believe the wrong thing. He said, look, be careful. Okay, of course, verse 17 means what will happen to you. And then the lost rock be kindled against you. And he shut up the heaven that there be no rain. You see, you don't have to wait to get that far. Before you show, you know that this was coming from here. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you have to pray for a heart that is not deceived. Hallelujah. A heart that knows its source. A heart that believes the right thing. Because you can believe the wrong thing. It's deceived. Totally deceived. A heart that thinks otherwise. I'm talking about your spirit man. And we find that people are deceived. Even though you say they are Christians, they are deceived. And you know, we know it by, by their actions. I know some people in this who don't pay tight. I know. I get it. Let me tell you something. I get a tight record. I get a tight records every month. Not how much you paid, because I'm not interested in how much you paid. So I don't look at. I'm not interested. I don't get the figures like you paid two thousand. No, no, no. I'm not interested. That is between you and God. Whatever you call tight is up to you and God. But I get the list, and some people's name don't show up on it at all. Over the years. All this time, yeah, you are surprised all this time. And sometimes, you know, and as I watch, I just know that this person does not believe in the provision of God. After all the messages. And cannot even ascribe the, the reason for certain, you know, that this is a reason for certain challenges and difficulties. I sometimes look at it, you know, it's like you don't believe. You really don't. You don't have a believing heart. You don't, you don't believe that God is the one who gives you the strength to get up and go to work and come back. Because if you believe it, you will honor him with your substance. But you don't believe it. You see, because you, uh, why do I say so? Because, um, We don't, it's, it's not that when I look, all the good people with good jobs pay tight, and those who don't have jobs don't pay tight. That's not what it is. So, not paying tight is not a question of I don't have enough. It's more whether you believe or not. Because sometimes when I look at it, it's even students, I can see students' name on it. And I say, This student, what do you know how much do they have? 
This children, how much do they have? But it's a belief. Hallelujah. And, and, and so, so pray that your heart is not deceived. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Another heart you have to be careful about is a heart that cannot descend. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 4. Deuteronomy 29.4. He says that yet the Lord had not given you an heart to perceive. Okay? Yet the Lord had not given you an heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear. God has not given you a heart to perceive. Perceive. What does it mean to perceive? Huh? You see, a deceived heart is different from a perceived. It's different from a heart that cannot perceive. A deceived heart, you are deceived. You believe in the wrong things. A heart that cannot be perceived, you are not deceived. You know this is right, but you still can't believe it. You don't get it. I don't know why that is worse. Sometimes the people, the person know, but it's like it cannot enter. You see, a deceived person does not know right or wrong. But this one, you know right or wrong, but it cannot enter. <laughs> Can't perceive. You don't get it. Yes, sir. A deceived person, as for a deceived person, he knows that, look, he, he, a deceived person is, is think, uh, a deceived person, when somebody is deceived, he believes this is red. Even though it's blue. We all can see that it's red, blue. He thinks it's red. Because he's deceived. Yes, right? you, wrong, wrong, wrong belief. But a, per, a person who cannot perceive, he knows it's blue. Yes, they can get it. He doesn't understand. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. Perceived. He cannot perceive. A heart that cannot perceive. A heart that doesn't get it. I mean, sometimes you watch the person as the person's life is going downhill and still cannot get it. And when you tell when you show me, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. It can't be seen. I know. You know what you're saying? I know, I know, I know, I know. But he doesn't get it. I'm telling you, whether, whether it is worse than the first one or not. Yeah. Because a deceived one, when he says, so it's red. So he's convinced about, he's believing in the wrong thing. But this one, he knows he's right, but I can't get it. I know. Sometimes as you talk to people, you can this is your behavior. This is what it will lead to. Say, Rev, I know, Rev, I know. But still doesn't get it. <laughs> keep on doing it. That's what I'm saying. The son that he doesn't get it, he keep on doing it. Cannot perceive. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And you see. And sometimes these are even the reasons why people don't even serve God well. Or work for God well. Yeah. I know. What do I say? Oh, Reverend, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, Reverend, I know. You know, I got it. I got it. You know. I know the stuff is not good, you know. You know. You see, like, recently... Recently, someone was talking to me. I was talking to somebody. A girl who was, who was a lesbian. I'm talking, I'm just, maybe I don't know if it's a good example, but she's a lesbian. And someone was talking to her. Her lesbian, someone was talking to her. And she said, well, I'm a lesbian. And I like it. And, and, 
and her argument was like, well, yeah, because yes, yes, because men are too hairy and they are too bony. I like women. <laughs> can, can, you, can you believe the analogy? That's, that's her reason. That, so far as it's concerned, men are too hairy and too bony. And women are, she's a, a, a girl, so she feels much better with women because they are smooth and cuddly. Go figure that one or two out. And, she, and she's fully convinced about it. So this person is deceived. She believes. It's not perception. She believes that actually it is better to be with a woman because they are soft and smooth. <laughs> but men are bony and hairy. And they scratch you. <laughs> yeah. And she's very proud about it. She's convinced that she has made the, she's convinced that when, so far as she has, she has made the right choice. So that's a deceived person. Do you understand what I'm saying? I suppose some people, when you talk to them today, they know, look, you know, I understand what you're saying, but you know, it's kind of tough. See, they, I got what you're saying, but you know. That, that's that kind of person. But this one, this, this person is actually deceived. She's 100% convinced that it is better. That's scary. Very, very scary. Totally demonic, devilish. Yeah. Devilish, demonic, devilish. To such a person, just total deliverance. Yeah. So watch your heart. Amen. And one that cannot perceive. I don't get it. I know, I know, you know. What are you saying? I got it, I got it, but you know. I got it, but you can't do it. Always people say, I got it, but you're not doing it. Yeah, you can't perceive it. Yeah. Hallelujah. So we need to pray. Amen. He said, I'm talking about your heart. Then there's another heart. These are all bad hearts. May God deliver you from a heart that cannot perceive. Amen. May God deliver you from a deceived heart. Amen. Yeah, pray against it. Psalm 119, <laughs> verse 70. It's actually a very interesting psalm. Some, let's, let's go for exactly I'm talking about a heart that is fat and greasy fat and greasy you know how your heart is fat and greasy full of cholesterol and oil are you surprised you have a heart their heart is this is a very bad heart their heart is as fat as grease let me, let's go to, uh, let's start from, let me see, so I can get the, the full context. Uh, maybe verse 60. If, what, what, no, 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 no. Let, let me check for my Bible so I can, because I want to, to start at the right place. So I can understand a fat, and, and, and this, this heart is, uh, a fat and a grease heart, another thing is, it's a stupid heart. Your heart is stupid. That's how other versions put it. Simply a stupid heart. You understand what I'm saying? And I'll explain why it is a stupid heart. It's not, it's not a deceived or, or cannot perceive. It's simply stupid. You know, some people are just stupid. You know, they, don't <laughs> they can't learn. That's what it means. Stupid means you cannot learn. Okay? Did you, 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 you get what I'm saying? Stupid means you cannot learn. You simply cannot learn. It's like nothing can teach you. You keep on doing the same stupid thing. Greasy. 
I mean, you think that at this point, you think that by this point in your life, something has entered into your heart. <laughs> Why do I say so? Verse 65. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment. Okay? Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Next verse. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. See? Before I was afflicted, before I got into trouble, I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. Yes, which is normal. Yes, you, you did stupid things, but and you went into trouble. But as trouble came, you learned from it. Do you understand? Before I was afflicted, sometimes before I got saved, before I got you did some dumb things. I went astray. Okay, before I went, but now I have kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. Before I, before I got afflicted, it's like I did some stupid things, but I learned from it. Hallelujah. The proud have forged a lie against me. But I will keep thy precept with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease. But I delight in thy law. Verse 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. That I might learn thy status. It is good for me. The trouble and the difficulties. I mean, I have seen some people that are like that. When will you learn? <laughs> Your heart is fat and gross. You are simply always somebody stupid. It means you can't learn. When? For how long will you continue hurting yourself in this relationship, in this ministry, in 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 in, in this situation, in this segment? How long? When will you learn? How stupid are you? <laughs> How long? So, so, so when, when people have gross hearts, they can't, it's like they don't get it. All this that I'm talking about, you have to pray about them. Because the Bible said, a prudent man, he sees the evil afar off. How long will, this boy, will, will you let this boy chop your money? <laughs> I'm preaching. When? When will you learn? Until he has chopped all your money and you are broke. And that's when you will know that he doesn't like you. <laughs> Even then, when we are talking, you say, well, you know, my heart is still for him. Your heart is for him, but his heart is not for you. What will you learn? He says, you see, he says, it is good for me that I have not that I might learn. So, so you know what that, yes, I mean, the difficulties and the challenges made me learn. It's good for me. Now I know better. Because I don't have a stupid heart. Stupid heart can learn. Grease. Unfortunately, but that's what it is. Let's pray for that. You know, one of the one of the signs, in fact, this, one, this, this particular thing also reflects the lack of the Holy Spirit in your life. Or not, not, not I wouldn't say lack of Holy Spirit totally because the Holy Spirit has components. Yes, if, you, if you look at uh, Isaiah 11, it talks about the Spirit, okay? Or the, 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 the Spirit, counsel, might, you understand what I'm saying? So the Holy Spirit has various components. You understand? So, I mean, so, I mean you find that all of us all of us, I mean, I mean, we have a portion of it, and not all of it. The only one who, the only one who was given the spirit without measure is Christ. Because when you look at Isaiah, if you look at Isaiah 11, when he gives the details, of, let me, let's go back so I can show you. When he, Isaiah 11, 1, when he gives you the details of the spirit, you see, do you see why Tuesday service is important? I don't do this on Sunday. It's actually teaching. And you become more solid and established with this one. 
You see, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord, okay, which the Holy Spirit, shall rest upon him. Then it begins to give you the components of the spirit. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and uh, somebody said that, and uh, and a uh, uh, a lunch from maybe uh, I'm going to give you lunch from um, where do we get lunch from? Huh? Okay, a lunch from maybe uh, Applebee's. Then when they bring the lunch, you see that in the lunch there is baked potatoes, there's steak. The salad. You see, that's what I'm saying. They are components. Because the person doesn't only bring you. The person can say, I'm, I'm taking you for apple beans for lunch. And then when you go, he gives you only water. <laughs> or he gives you only salad. You expect various components. Ah. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. You understand? And the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord, the anointing. These are the, uh, in, in it is the spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding. Spirit of counsel. Spirit of might. And you can say that all of us, some of us, some of us, we are good at counsel, but we don't have might. Might is the ability to do things. Huh? Yeah. And some of us don't, some of us don't have the ability at all. Everything that we start, we can't finish. Yeah. Might. Might is you can push things through. Okay. Spirit of might. The spirit of knowledge. You can see that some of us we can push things through, but we. Yes, knowledge. Why do I say so? Because after we push through, it is done, but it's a lot of hurts and wounds. So you can get it done, but you get it done by too much cuts and bruises. But if you had knowledge, you could have done it without cuts and bruises. Knowledge. And the, and, and the, the sort of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. You can see that some of us, you see, some may have a lot of wisdom or maybe uh, uh, might, but the fear of the Lord is not there. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord and the Lord is the, the, the thing that ascribes everything to by the grace of God. Amen. Anything that you, you, anything, if I'm able to solve this problem by the grace of God. But sometimes someone, someone may have wisdom and solve the problem and think that I'm wise. Because I have wisdom. So, so there are various components and all of us don't know, you see, I don't know whether anybody has a door apart from Jesus Christ or we have it in measures. Then the next one. And he shall, this is what the verse I'm talking about. And he shall make him of quick understanding. Another component is the ability to understand things quick. So when you have a stupid heart or a greasy heart, you lack this component of the Holy Spirit. You don't understand. Everything, when will you learn? Do you want to see your nose drop or you are bleeding before you learn that this is wrong? Understanding, you don't understand things quick. Do you want? I mean, your face, your thumb has it's already bent. Do you want all the fingers to bend before you see? But if you have quick understanding, even your as soon as the fingernail goes, I say, mm, this thing. It's a, it's a type of heart. That's why David, so, so David said that, I am delighted in my God. I learned from it quickly. 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 I learned from it. Yeah. You keep on, you keep on turning down the things of God. You keep on pooping. You are in church, but you don't believe anything. You keep on pooping in the heart of God. And your, heart, your life keeps going down. When will you learn? Hallelujah. 
I said, hallelujah. Yeah. It was good for me that I had been afflicted, that I may learn. Hallelujah. Even though, even though, let me say something, even though that's not the best way to learn, it is still a better way to learn. Because the best way to learn, don't wait to be afflicted. Do you hear me? Experience is not the best teacher. It's a very expensive teacher. This one, David learned by experience, but it's a very expensive teacher. But you can learn, you can learn, you see, you see don't, don't wait to learn from experience. But it is worse when even experience cannot teach you. That's why you, you have a, a, a greasy heart. When even experience cannot teach you, then your heart is really greasy. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. My heart is gross. Your heart is gross. Amen. Let's be a people who believe God and work from our heart with a good heart. Amen. Yep. And you know I I you see I shared with last week that your li- uh, God is not unrighteous that you forget your labor of love. Hallelujah. Hebrews, yeah. Labor of love. Something like learn to do things from your heart. That is why you need a good heart. Amen. I have come to see, you know, (laughs) Psalm 81 verse 12. one verse 12. God is saying that, this is God speaking. So I gave them up unto their own heart lust. There is a heart called a lustful heart. Yeah. And usually that is what affects even our inability to work for God. I'll share it. Yeah, that's what it is. Lustful heart. The heart is full of lust. You lust after things. More money. More women. More money. More women. More whatever. So, 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 in fact, let me show you another verse. Ezekiel chapter 6 verse 9. Ezekiel 6 9. Yeah. And they, and, and, and they that escape of you shall remember me among the nations, whether that shall be carried to captives. Because, God is saying, God is saying, because I am broken with their whorish heart. I am broken with their whorish, unfaithful heart. Horish, a whore, a heart that is unfaithful, that is cheat, that is lustful, a heart that lives in sin. Horish heart. I am broken. So sometimes our inability to be good shepherds or to work is because we don't live a good life, we live in sin. Horish heart. So I am broken. With their horrid hearts, which have departed from me, and with their eyes, which go a whoring, a whoring, a whoring. No, a whore, a whoring. I am broken. I am broken. God said, My heart is broken because of their horrid hearts. They have a, a heart that is horish, that goes, that goes last after things. That no stay, their, you see, their heart cannot stay with me. Today their heart is with me. Tomorrow their heart is with this person. Their heart, their heart cannot stay with me. 
your heart, God is asking, can your heart stay with me? Can you focus on me? Are you going to serve me? Can your heart stay with me? Oh, today your heart is with me. You know, when somebody's going a whore, it's like, I'm married to this woman. Today you're following this girl. You're following this girl. It's a whore. You are a whore. And they load themselves for the evils which they have, co- which they have committed in all their abominations. And God, God, God and, and, you see, and sometimes if you're a pastor, you can feel like God. You see that your heart is broken because the people's heart are not steady on God. Today is God. Today is church. Tomorrow is something else. To give them something, tomorrow is this. Tomorrow is this. Tomorrow. It's like, like will you, when will you after all, what is faith? I mean, like Bishop was saying, faith. I mean, putting God first is one of the acts of faith. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Your ability to put God first is also an act of faith. You believe God so much that you put him first. But when you have a whoring heart, everywhere, the heart, heart is not steady. Everything has partake of your heart. Today is this, today is that. Tomorrow is this. A whoring heart. Can you steady your heart on me? God is saying. Can you put your steady your heart on me? Will you love me? Will you serve me? Will you work for me? Yeah. Why does your heart keep flipping? Hallelujah. Yeah. A whoring heart. A heart that is not steady. Yeah. A, a heart. A heart. A heart that, you know, this week is quiet time. Next week is something else. Yeah. It's not steady. A lustful heart. A whoring heart. And God, and God is it is God? I am broken. It breaks God. And it breaks every pastor. It breaks everybody. What after you have taught people, ministered to them, you find out that they are hard. It's like today they are with God. Tomorrow they are with something else totally. Yes. Heart is broken. That's what God says. My heart is broken. Because of their, their whoring heart. Their heart that is not steady. Their heart that does not love me. They are hard that does not focus on me. I'm broken. That's what God says. That's what he says. So look. And they shall load themselves with evils which they have committed in the abominations. So look. Just go and commit your abominations. Go do your own thing. Because you have a whoring heart. A heart that's not committed. It is very, very painful to relate to somebody who is not committed to you. Very painful. Very painful. But it's not committed. And God is saying, look, my heart is broken. May God deliver us from a whoring heart. May our heart be steady upon him. You know, may we have the attitude of Peter. When Jesus... Well, after he fed the 5,000, the people came and they were talking, they were following him and he said, is it because I gave you bread and meat, that's why you are following me? Get ready. You're going to eat my flesh and drink my blood. The people said, what? I'm out of here. here. It's kind of nonsense. (laughs) This is going to the nonsense degree. What? Forget it. Lord, forget it. This is the last straw. And, and the multitude departed from him. Then he looked at Peter and said, will you also leave? I'm talking about a steady heart. Then Peter said, to whom? To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So Peter demonstrated a steady heart. That is why the church is able to be built upon him. 
His heart was steady. He knew who he has believed. He knew the church he belonged. He knew the pastor he belonged. He knew the call of God. Nothing was about to shake him. Not a whoring heart. Because a double-minded person is unsteady. He's on his ways. And I'm telling you, like, personally, people who have a lot of horror heart, they have a lot of sins. Sometimes the reason why they are, not sometimes, most of them, the reason why their heart is not steady in the church is that in their private life, there's a lot of sins. I'm telling you. And I speak by prophecy. I'm telling the truth. I know by experience. That when you look at them, they are in the church for a long time, but they don't, they seem not to do well. If you find them outside church, you find that there's a lot of sins in their life. So those have become entanglements and it keeps on distracting them. It's a snare. Yeah. And I tell you, you see, and, and, and you will not make progress because a double-minded person is on We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.